Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show today is August 28th. It is a Friday, 2020. It's a crazy world. It always is a crazy world. So how do we navigate in this crazy? Because as much as things do feel that way, there's a lot that's working. And we make it work by knowing who we are in the mess. So today um, is Questions Friday. And I had a question We have an ad running on Facebook and Instagram, and it's about, you know, the class, the Self-Love Inner Quest class, and we are introducing the class to a new audience, to people who normally search for, hey, how could I make things better? So I got a question And it says, hi there, Nadia. I hope your day is going splendidly. Your posts really hear me and give me smiles and motivation throughout my day. Your posts got me thinking that you might be a coach to some degree, and now I found out you're a lifestyle coach. I was wondering, do you provide one-on-one coaching? So just so we know, because um, the people that are running the ads, and Pam, who also is with me, keep telling me to mention the class on the radio shows and I keep forgetting. And I'm talking now for months because I'm so used to my routine. That saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, that that's me. However, that being said, that's why I did the classes. Because a lot of the things I learned, well, almost everything I learned from Christ, there's certain things that Everybody kind of hears certain things and they they can take one good thing and run with it and change their whole life over it. Um, I put that in those classes. And the reason I did that is that if anything ever happens to me, it's there. It doesn't die with me because the words of Christ are going to outlive me for sure. And the way that I have learned to live broke my own paradigm of what was normal to me. What I thought was normal and good and what I was working towards prior to seeing Christ and what I know now is like worlds apart. Even though on the outside, My life doesn't look like it's really changed. But it does look like somebody came in with a pretty big broom and started sweeping my corners. It's it's really interesting how a great example of this would be is 
I have a disagreement with somebody, like a total full-on disagreement. And I just say how I really feel, which I've always done, but I used to do it while I was crying or it used to come out when I got angry enough. But learning about myself through the ways Christ was teaching me about self-accounting and, you know, is it based in truth and love and purity or are you just responding from hurt and injured love and pain? I didn't know that there was another way to respond, believe it or not. I thought that when I was really hurt or really crying, that's when I would actually get to my feelings because I did not know how to get to my feelings otherwise. And so I did not realize the things that I got upset at were things that I did not take care of myself. That housekeeping, you know, our personal housekeeping, doing the work. So I did those classes to just kind of help you filter through what it takes to get to yourself. Christ never pointed a finger at me. He never said, you did this. He never said, God is mad. He never talked about sin. He just came to me with this understanding that I did not afford myself. And I realized all we need is to be spoken to in a way we can be heard. So whatever this class does, at least so far in my life, I'm doing my best to make sure that things are in a way And I I hope that we evolve even out of needing that. But right now we do. Right now we are seeing the results speaking out through pain. Because yet we haven't gotten to speaking from truth, love, and purity. We're, We're speaking from the injured side of that. So that would be my answer to Andrew And I will also write him back and let him know because it's it's really something being discovered brand new by people who didn't know my work or know me. And it was just a matter all this time of just getting it out there and people writing me and saying, oh, my God, I took all four classes in one day. And I'm like, whoa, that's a lot. But I can see that hunger, because I had that as well. It's like you're learning something and you can't get away from it. And what you're learning about is you. You're learning about you. I wish they had a school that just taught us ourselves. Because if we went to school to learn who we are, Anything else we learned would be more focused and we would learn it better. But when we're trying to figure ourselves out and we're trying to figure out what's expected of us and we're trying to figure out our social part, we get out into this world spread out so thin that we just can't focus on anything long enough. 
And then we feel like we have to get to stuff. We have to get to our lives. But some people keep trying to get to their lives and they die that way. I've read so many last papers written by, believe it or not, CEOs, people who ran companies, telling people not to give their lives away to work alone. Pay attention to your family. Pay attention to yourself. Because at the end of the day, nobody cares that you ran that company. Not even you. And it's not that companies don't need to be run. But we need balance. There was one CEO that said something and it stuck in my mind. And there's very few things that people say that can stick in your mind for a long time. But this one did. And he said, I never thought that all I needed a car for was to get me from one place to the other. And it didn't mean I had to go to a broken car and prove my point. But I didn't need the car I had. I could have gotten a normal car and taken that extra money I would have spent on that car and helped somebody with it. Because today, as I'm leaving this earth in this time, I wish I had done that. And unfortunately, he didn't learn that lesson until too late, but there was a reason for that. Because the fact that he wrote that, and the fact that I read that, and the fact that he meant it, it never left me. That's how powerful pure intent is. Does it mean he was bad because he didn't do it? No. Not by any means. He didn't do it so he can teach us to do it. We are gifting each other on our way in to earth and on our way out of earth. If you could think of it that way. I just thought of this revolving door in and out, but it's true. That's how it works. So that question about the classes, and I wanted to talk about a post I posted. I had a conversation with Liam about it, and it was, we are worth loving, and believing we are worth love allows us to receive love. That's all about understanding what we are seeing. Because Liam wrote, this is true, but I also believe it's about more than knowing we are worth love. To be receptive to love, we must also be in a place of self-worthiness, which is exactly the same thing. But at first I didn't realize he was saying the same thing. But not only knowing we are worth love, but also being an example of love. Well, when I saw that, the first thing I thought was, there's no way to be worth knowing you are worth love and not be an example of it. There's no way. You cannot separate the two. It is an unspoken unspoken energy it's like when I say all the time the energy of love is never mistaken we know we know inside the core of us what's real and what isn't and we may not know where the indiscrepant feelings are or the discrepancies are 
I don't know if there's a word called indiscriptant, so sorry. <laughs> I do that once in a while. But we always know that there's a truth we either can't see or find yet. The love and the purity is always there. And when it's missing, we know. So then we went on to say there are lots of people who expect love, but not all of them are capable of receiving love because they don't have the open heart to receive it, no matter what they believe. We can't make ourselves believe that love is there if it's not. The minute expectation enters the picture, well, he only loves me if he buys me that car, if I get the ring I want, if we buy this house. He only loves me if he does this or does that. So now we're defining what somebody else defines as love. Well, the one thing that Christ has always said is that expectation ruins everything. Think about everything we've ever in our lifetimes expected and didn't get. And we start beating ourselves up. Well, I don't really deserve that. Well, you know, I should have gotten that. Or I had a bad day and everyone should have known it and it gave me a license to hurt their feelings. They should have expected nothing less. I'm like, oh, wow, I should have walked in knowing you're having a bad day. I should have walked in knowing that I wasn't going to get what I want and then beat myself up because I expected all this stuff from you. Now I'm mad at you for not doing it. That entire fight is within ourselves. It has nothing to do with the other people in our lives. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, well, okay, what does feeling worth love even look like? Because people don't walk around going, I'm worth love. And we don't say to other people, you're worth love, unless it's a, a saying or a quote. There was there was a person who said to me, and, and repeated it twice. At first I didn't know if it was personal, and then it, it felt personal. Was, oh, you know, people go and they put these these positive quotes on their pages all the time. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm one of those people. And then when it was repeated, I immediately knew that this person is not settled within themselves. So seeing these things makes them feel like it's fake. Like it's way too optimistic, like it's way too good. I may not actually feel that way, but that I'm trying to be that way. And normally something like that would bother me because I'd be like, why did they say that? Why why could they cross the line and try to, like in this weird way, from underneath the carpet come up and and try to hurt another person's feelings. doesn't matter that they're mine because their behavior is who they are wherever they go. So I thought to myself, wow, that's, that's kind of interesting. And then I realized they don't feel worth love. Because if they felt worth love, they would understand that when we post things that are 
in a positive light or in a growing light, that we're just trying to help each other out. We're trying to be our best. Because when we feel worth it, we understand that there's a process that we have to go through to accept and decipher and discern and grow through everything we're learning. That we are growing souls, not knowing souls which alleviates that negative pressure because we need some pressure to actually move ourselves along. We need some stress to move ourselves along. But when that stress is negative, when that stress is is a pressure that stops us from learning and forces us to just do what somebody else wants and go on with it, it's because we don't understand our worth in the process and we don't understand our process enough to know that we need to slow down, we can say no because we believe we are worth being part of the equation when we are dealing with other people. When people throw those low-lying attacks, those subtle but didn't feel right things, because just like I said in the beginning, we always know truth, love, and purity also know injured truth, love, and purity when it's present in the room. And I get that a lot, that stump the coachish type of, I want to say, conversation. Well, who do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody special, but I do know that I'm worth love. And the reason I know I'm worth love, I can now see the value of love so that when somebody loves me or they say thank you to me, that's how I feel it, or they say it's good to see you, I can receive that. Instead of, oh, yeah, 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 let's get on with our conversation. I can feel it. Because I know how it feels to do that to myself. If I'm having a bad day, what does worth love feel like? Well, if I'm having a bad day, and I know it's a bad day, I could feel it. It happened two days ago on a phone call. The person dismissed me. They dismissed me because of something I wanted to do for my own work. It's not even that person's work. It's my work. Felt funny about this one thing this whole time, and finally someone else came up to me and said, hey, you know what, that really bugs me. I said, you know what, I just think it's confusing to the end user, and I need to change it. So I make a phone call, and... I had no idea the person was having a bad day. And they dumped that on me and made me feel bad for calling for my own work. And I thought as I got off the phone, wow, this really like, I don't know if I picked up their energy. I don't know if it was just my reaction. I'm not sure why I feel like someone just socked me in the gut. 
And I felt that way even yesterday, even this morning when I thought about it. And then I said, but I don't think that has anything to do with me. I feel like when somebody wants to fight, they will find an audience. And then they dump that load of their energy on you like a throwing up. And then you have to wash it off and only time can make that go away. I reached out. I'm like, hey, how are you? Are you okay? Nothing. Crickets. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Okay, well, our interaction hasn't been normal. And I thought about it, and I thought, well, does the person feel like they weren't worth love to the point that they wanted me to be there with them or to prove to them that I love them? Or care about them? And what does this have to do with that? So I I wrote that knowing that when we can't feel something, we do not know the worth of it, recognize it when it's coming at us, when it is present between us. And I realized I can tell people that I love them all day. But if they don't love them, I could say it all day and they will never receive it. Oh, yeah, so-and-so loves me, but really, how could they? I'm such an idiot. I'm such a this. And we call ourselves names that we would never let anyone call us, but we open the door to ourselves. Ego's job is to attack that worth. The love is going to be there. Injured or not, the love is going to be there. But ego attacks that worth. What do we think that love is worth? Are we worth it? Do we deserve it? Is it just for other people and not me? But once we feel worth love, there's a content feeling that follows that that says, hey, you know what? I know who I am. When we know who we are, we then know who we are not. And when we know who we are not, there's certain things we won't do. I don't need to fight with someone to prove my point because I need to heal an injury. I can reach out, I can do my best, I can try. But I've learned to be patient with others. Because Christ told me that in many times when any of us approach someone with love and they're fighting us at any given opportunity, you always feel like you're you're walking a tightrope and if you go too much this way, they're going to break or come at you. that people will learn more from us in our absence than they will in our presence. Because what they actually need to suffice the anger is a forum. And you can tell them all day. And I do because I know it will stay in their mind because I know it is true. 
This is not an issue between us. This issue was with you before we spoke, and now I got added to putting that weight on the side that says you're not worth it. And I couldn't have even seen it coming because I made a phone call. But when I made the phone call, I actually felt like, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to get really upset when I tell them this. But I don't understand why this would upset them. A matter of preference on something I'm doing that has nothing to do with them other than them changing something. So we have to know that that little gut feeling I had prior was my warning. And what happened was exactly what I thought would happen. And how I felt afterwards was exactly how I would have felt. Because I love this person and don't want them to suffer at my hands. But I cannot stop them from doing so. I've had... So many people play out their anger on me. And I watch it because it's it's extremely fascinating to me that that was me. I did that. Some of us are more subtle than others, but before I saw Christ and before he kept the self-accounting reel going heavy and strong in the beginning, I did that same darn thing. And had I not seen Christ, I would have never known what I didn't know, and that would have been my mode of operation. And I don't know if I ever would have gotten the self-love or worth. I don't know if I would have. That's why I do what I'm doing. Because all of us can benefit from knowing the simplest things about ourselves and it can change the direction of our lives and it does because we understand what we are receiving as well as what what we feel about ourselves. We know that what we feel is what we share and if we know something, we can receive it and if we don't, we cannot Isn't that as simple as it gets and yet so hard to bring up? Because it's just not a topic. When I first saw Christ and he said self-love, self-accounting, and and that this will be our new language, and now it's everywhere. There's tons of classes about self-love. There's tons of classes about these things. You can find it at any coaching site. And, you know, a lot of people are really good at teaching this. Even now, let's go a step further because Christ had more work to do than just telling me because now I had to believe it. I had to believe I was worth it. How did he teach me that? Through the writings. I had to recognize my ego and how it works and why it works and why it tries to pull us away from ourselves. 
took me a long time to take that exhale and say, oh, I receive love. I can feel other people's love for me. It feels so good. You don't even need a lot of it. You just need to know you can feel it because once you can, that balances with you feeling you've now deserved that love. And why not you? So Liam writes, your teachings, your shows, your classes, your work has taught me also how to handle those troubling emotions. We are so lucky to have you. Well, thank you. And I'm lucky to have all of you because we get to talk about this. We get to go back and forth. And we don't have to insult each other. The people who keep insulting me over and over again, I had to say go to the side because it's not okay. I may have accepted it before, and I even accept it to a certain point because I, I hope that, but I, I can only tell them the truth over and over again. But I have to go back to what Christ said. They will learn more in your absence than in your presence. You guys, I have 10 seconds left. Have a great weekend. I will see you Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.